Stuttered my brother was handin' Ayy, fantasy, inception We talkin' touchdowns, receptions, interceptions They got a band to kicker, we need that correction Talkin' mouth, we flexin' How many of y'all you collectin'? We tryin' to get that winning record Fantasy, yeah! And we back, and we back, and we back what it is, hope it is what it should be. Welcome to another episode of Fantasy In Session, the podcast. Today is May 29th. Give a special shout out to my little sisters. It's their birthday today. And Happy the birthday. culture pushes are here. And like always, if you're listening to this on whatever platform you're listening to this on, Apple, Spotify, YouTube, make sure you subscribe, like, give us a comment. We we'll appreciate and, uh, you. Sure you check out the, the merch on the website, FFN Session, and the latest uh, rankings from all three of us. Um, we got a special one for y'all today. Guys. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. Gabe, come on, man. How can you forget your baby? The YouTube channel. I did. I said YouTube. You said all that. Okay, shit. sorry. You're not even listening. I'm, I'm ahead of you. It's 2020 vision listen, over here. Man, listen. Yes, sir. We got a special one for y'all today, baby. How y'all feeling, boys? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. Feeling great, actually, man. It's like, right. man I'm about to say good. Is that really all? That's all you got for this? What's really happening? Right. What's happening? Out the bag, or we going? What you going to do? You said what? You gonna let the cat out the bag or you gonna give it a little time? We're gonna give it a little time. We're gonna give it a little time. Right. Just say I woke I woke up looking at a DM was like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> let y'all know in a couple minutes, your mind will be blown as ours was when we got this message. All right, guys, I can't wait any longer. Um, we have to bring on this guest. Um, this is a special guest. Uh, this is a guy that when I first started playing fantasy football, I don't know if he remembers, but I used to email him. Um, back when he was at PFF, getting fantasy advice. So it is uh, truly an honor to have um, what I deem a fantasy legend, um, none other than fantasy Mike Clay. Legend, Welcome man. to the podcast, Mike Clay. How you doing? Oh, man. Uh, it's, hey, it's, I'm, I'm good. Thanks for having me on. Uh, it's weird that you say legend, which is a gross exaggeration, but it makes me feel old. So I appreciate that. For sure. <laughs> nah, just very, very wise when it comes to fantasy. <laughs> like, for real, like, started up. You started really? off as a youngster. Yeah, you changed my whole outlook when it comes to like fantasy, man. Like, look at this on um, how to like approach the game. Like, I haven't even heard about regression before. Like, I started following you, so um, I wouldn't even be here if you know you're a big part of me even trying to become you know a fantasy analyst. So this is definitely an uh, honor to have you on, man. I, I appreciate that. That's good to hear. And I'm, uh, it's, it's, it's a great time right now. Just so yeah. many people getting into fantasy, uh, in a variety of different ways, especially on, on, you you mentioned regression, certainly in the analytics department and kind of making us all smarter. Like, uh, back when I started at PFF, I, we had all this data coming in, right? The, it, PFF was so new and they were just charting game after game, player after player, and no one was really utilizing it. And luckily I had that was able to, uh, you know, learn a lot of things kind of, kind of, kind of before it was mainstream. Um, but now there's actual smart people in the industry <laughs> using that information and, and making us smarter. So uh, it's an exciting time. Yeah, they, they all my, my podcast host knows me as the um, the analytics guy. I, I'm the one that's super huge on uh, analytics. So well, trying to bring him around. <laughs> <laughs> so, it took um, me a while. It took me a while because I'm really on. I have to see it on film. You know. Then Carlos just beat it over your head so much. Hard <laughs> to argue with analytics, man. Um, but if you don't mind, man, can you just tell us a little bit about your journey to um, how you ended up on ESPN? Yeah, I mean, uh, look, I've been in the sports. I've been a, a sports nerd my whole life. You know, I've been, I've had notebooks with stats, uh, which I still have to this day from when I was a little kid, just writing down stuff I saw on TV or in Sports Center, whatever it is. 
Um, so I've kind of always been into kind of, you know, numbers and, and sports and uh, that followed with me my whole life, whether it was writing for my high school paper doing sports articles. I was the sports editor of our, our uh, my, my paper in college. I was a broadcaster then. Then I, I got a degree in accounting. So there's the numbers background, but um, kind of always had that itch to to be in sports. So even when I was in accounting, I was doing uh, football on the side, football analysis, started my own blog, got the gig at actually started PFF Fantasy. Um, and then you know, within time, got some attention from the people at ESPN, and just kind of, kind of worked hard, grinded away, uh, offered something unique, and worked my way uh, up to to the uh, the worldwide leader. So uh, it's been it's been uh, a grind for sure, but uh, you know, you always need a little bit of luck on the way as well, and it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, that's great to hear, man. Um, so as we all know, man, with fantasy football. Um, one of the most exciting things about it is finding and identifying sleepers. Um, so who is somebody that you think is being slept on right now? Somebody that you can get super late in draft that can produce for your fantasy team? Yeah. And there's always, <clears throat> excuse me, there's always a lot of ways you can go with this. Um, you know, I could say someone like uh, Deshaun Jackson, for example, who remember played one healthy game last year and absolutely lit it up. He might be the number one, receiver for the Eagles this year. He, he very well could, you know, a, a super high volume offense. It's probably going to be above average in scoring, throw the ball plenty. So, you know, he's going, I think in the latest high, uh, high stakes leagues is going in the 13th round. So I like that one a lot. Um, but I have to go to my guy, Zach Moss, you know, rookie mid round, but day, day uh, two pick. Um, I think he might've gone earlier than the third round. Had he not struggled in the 40 yard dash or reportedly he had an injury while running that, but Man, I love this guy. You know, he just follows right in the footsteps of guys like Kareem Hunt and Chris Carson and Jordan Howard of guys who are just extremely elusive and excellent tackle breakers. In fact, his resume might be better than some of those guys. If you look at the fact that last year he was second best in this rookie class in yards after contact and in forced missed tackles, and he did it the year before too. So it's not just kind of a, a one-year fluke. So love this guy. He has the size to be a workhorse in the NFL. He could catch the football. Uh, you know, he's again, he's a little over 220 pounds. Uh, you worry about the long speed a little bit, but I, I don't think that will matter when you have balance and tackle breaking and elusiveness like Zach Moss. So Devin Singletary's there in Buffalo as well, but would not surprise me at all if, uh, again, a lot like a Carson or a Howard or a Hunt, this Moss emerges into one of the better backs in the NFL. How do you see that split going, though, between the two? Well, between the three, really, because, you know, you got uh, the great white hope, Josh Allen down there taking all the touchdowns on the goal line. Yeah, he, he most certainly is. In fact, I only have Devin Singletary projected for three touchdowns, and a lot of people have kind of raised their eyebrow at that. But, you know, he had two last year. And, you know, now you have Zach Moss, who should play more than Frank Gore did. You know, Josh Allen's going to keep running, as you mentioned, at the goal line. Uh, so I, I, I don't think he's going to get very many carries inside the five or perhaps even 10-yard line uh, for Singletary. That being said, you have to hedge a little bit on day two picks, right? I mean, we haven't seen a lot of, rookie season success from day two picks over the past decade. It just hasn't been there. Uh, might seem like it because of a few exceptions, you know, like a Nick Chubb or a Miles Sanders or an Alvin Kamara, but David Johnson is another one, but that's, it's a short list you know, <laughs> after that. A lot of those guys don't pan out. So I do have Singletary with about uh, 30 more carries than Moss and uh, about 20 more catches but that still allows Moss to put up, you know, about 120 fantasy points. It certainly puts him in the flex conversation some weeks. But again, 
would it surprise me at all if Moss just proved to be the better back and took control there and Singletary was more the change of pace back? Not at all, just because I, I think that uh, he has a very high ceiling. So if you're looking at a sleeper in the double-digit rounds, Moss is a good place to look. That is going to crush a lot of fantasy, like uh, Devin Singletary Troopers' like, dreams. Definitely. And I was I was super high on uh, Zach Moss as well, um, like for the, a lot of the same reasons you just named. Um, I kind of um, kind of – I, I kind of felt like he took a hit when he went to um, Buffalo with Devin Singletary. But like you said, it is going to be a split out there. And um, if he gets that goal line work, man, he definitely could outplay that ADP. So I definitely agree with that, man. Um, you got anything, Javar, to say? Or Nah, I agree with it. I like Moss once they said he's going to take over the Frank Gore role. And they also said they see Frank Gore as a, a three-down back, which kind of basically kind of moves Singletary back a little bit once they frame this rookie who they just drafted as a three-down back. And when you put on the film, he is a dog, and I just love him. And then um, a good offense like that that's going to run the ball, there should be a lot of rushes in that offense with that good defense stopping people. So it's going to be a lot of opportunities, and he should be, uh, uh, like Mike Clay say, a good flex play. Some running back two weeks. Definitely, I dig it, man. Um, so one more thing before we let you go, Mike. Um, so as you know, we're we're considered a- amateur analysts. You know, we're still trying to make a name for ourselves. So um, for everybody else out there that's trying to make a name for themselves, um, what is one, um, a, you know, one one advice that you would give to somebody that's trying to make a name for themselves in the fantasy industry? Well, I mean, yeah, I meant I mentioned earlier, and it's a really good question. Um, you know, gr- grinding away. You have to be married to football, I think, to really make it this far. I'm a, a bit of a workaholic when it comes to football. I'm just constantly updating, working, tweaking, adjusting to every. You know, if I see a transaction of a fullback, that adjusts my model a little bit. You know, I'm going to plug him in and do some research to see if he's going to be a factor. Are they going to throw to that fullback? That could take away targets from another guy. So. Um, you might not have to get that tedious with it, but you certainly have to stay on top of this and really understand the game uh, by by following news and, and researching constantly. Um, but the other thing would be uh, is to be unique. Find something that separates you. What do you love about the game? What can you do that separates yourself? Is it grinding the film? Is it grinding the numbers? Is it you? Maybe you're just really an offensive lineman, and you think, you know what? I'm going to dive in full on to offensive lineman. I'm going to become the expert on offensive line. I'm going to put out rankings, analysis, predictions, and people are going to go to me to and use that offensive line information to kind of uh, adjust their their fantasy rankings. So just find something you love. Make sure you like it too. Don't feel like ah, I don't want to do offensive line, but I guess I'll do it. Someone else is fine. Make sure you're passionate about that thing, uh, that part of the game and really dive into it. If you do that, you're going to enjoy your job. You're going to separate yourself. You're going to be unique, and, and you're going to uh, find yourself with followers. Yes, sir. Like it, man. Um, yeah, so that I guess that means I don't have to watch film anymore, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go to straight analytics from now on out. Mike Clay said I can do that, so that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> hey, there's a, place for, there's a place for everything, and certainly film and, and analytics have uh, – it feels like they butt heads, uh, but that's because of, you know, people decide that they need to butt heads. They really don't. You know, there's yeah. a place for both of them. They're both important. Um, but there's also people out there that are doing a great job, um, you know, studying the film. And you can learn from that. You can you can uh, follow what they're saying, listen to what they're saying, read their scouting reports, and and then do your part and do the analytics. There's just too much. I mean, there, there's, there's so much you can do so many avenues, so many things you could study. You can't do every single thing. So you have to find some people that you can rely on in certain areas too. Uh-huh. Definitely. Definitely. 
Well, all right, Mike, man. It's like, uh, again, man, it's been an honor to talk to you, to pick your brain about fantasy, man. Like I said, this is, I mean, I've been following you for so long, and it's just really like a dream come true. So thank you so much, man. And, um, you know, good luck this year. Yeah, you too. Anytime, fellas. Good luck with the show, and uh, let's do it again. Are you in the Scott Fishbowl? Of course. Uh, yeah, of course. Of course. Um, <laughs> I, I actually won the original uh, Scott okay. Fishbowl League went back, way back in the day. So, wow. um, what year was that? When did he start it? Um, that's a good okay. question. I want to say like seven or eight years ago. I'm not sure exactly what year it was, but it was around, it was in that window. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you know Scott Fish like that, but if you could put in a good word for your boys, man, that would be so awesome. He's sending out, uh, he's sending out posts out there on social to sign up for it and let him know you want to be in. So, so oh. hop in there. We refreshing our email every day. We're waiting. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks All for coming right. on, Mike Clay. I'll see you tomorrow on ESPN. <laughs> All right. Sounds good, fellas. All right, man. Have a good one. All right. All right take care. Yes, sir. Hey, gunshots. Yes, gunshots. Gunshots. have it, man. The, the, the legend. It's two goats. It's two goats that I, you know, that I, I, I fuck with in the fantasy industry, man. Mike Clay is one, and Mike Taglier is the other one, man. So we got one of the goats on. Maybe we can get the other one on. We'll see, man. We'll Let's see, see, man. Let's just see. Hashtag man. join the session, baby. Yes, sir. Hey, more, more gunshots. Gunshots for the session. Hey, um, That's it. <laughs> Let's uh, get into the rest of the sleepers. Um, Los, who you got as one of your sleepers coming into this year? Zach Moss. No, I'm just playing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So my guy that I'm going to go with, um, this is a running back. Um, he's currently going in the 13th round and the back of the 13th at, at 1310 and half PPR scoring. His name is Boston Scott, running back for the Philadelphia Eagles. So while Miles Sanders is getting a lot of the offseason hype, which he very well should because he is a beast. He's very talented. He went off down the stretch last year. Um, very quietly, Miles Sa- or uh, Boston Scott also beasted down the stretch. So from weeks 14 through 17, he averaged 16 opportunities a game, six receptions, 88 all-purpose yards, a touchdown, and um, 17.6 points per game in half PPR. He was the ninth highest scoring running back in that span. His 16-game pace with those numbers, I was so blown away when I when I saw this. 252 opportunities, 92 receptions. 1,400 yards, and 16 touchdowns. Now, I'm not saying that that is likely going to take place. In fact, I'll say that's probably unlikely to take place. Um, but that just gives you an idea of how much he was used. He, um, Miles Sanders averaged 21 touches a game in that span, and um, Boston Scott was right behind him. We all know that this is a committee-type backfield, so um, it very well will still be a committee next year. Um, just a few other numbers. He was fifth in yards after contact per reception. Uh, eighth in points per touch and third among running backs in yards per route run. So you bring all those stats together with the fact that Philly didn't bring in any notable names um, during the draft or free agency. So that's leaving all the work for uh, Miles Sanders and Boston Scott. You do have Michael Warren as an undrafted free agent. I believe he's more of like a handcuff to Miles Sanders. I believe even if, um, you know, if Miles Sanders gets hurt, then Boston Scott's role will be secure. And the last thing I would say about that, Philly ran the most plays last year. So even though Miles Sanders is expected to lead the backfield and get most of the work, it's still plenty of meat on the bone for Austin Scott to flourish as well. 
So my sleeper guy is Boston Scott going in round 13. Get him round 12. So make sure you get him and you have a uh, very worthy flex play. Maybe so, is, so, so is Philadelphia going to be a running team or are they going to be a passing team? Because I just heard people say they're going to throw the ball all around. I just heard Deshaun Jackson is going to be the number one wide receiver. I don't agree. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, and even if that's the case, Boston Scott got most of his value out of the backfield. Um, he had 25 targets. He caught 23 of them. And like I said, he was third among running backs in yards per route run and fifth among running backs in yards after contact per reception. So I'm not expecting him to get most not, of his value out of the running game. I'm expecting him to get most of his value out of the passing game. But a little when, bit and when I, when I see the Eagles, I just see more so. When I see the Eagles, I just see more so opportunity from the players around them. It's a high-flying offense, and they should be scoring. Um so, therefore, there's going to be opportunities for everybody to go around for multiple players to eat in that high-octane offense. It's good alone. They lost a lot of names on their defense, so their defense was already depleted. It should be depleted even more, so they're going to have to score to win. So, uh, I like it. Yes, sir. So, I think we all in agreement. Buy with confidence. What, we agree on something? Wait a minute. I would buy with confidence, yeah. <gasps> everybody take note because this doesn't happen a lot. Right, gay. Uh, so okay? my, sometimes I just be arguing just to argue. But my um my my sleeper pick this year is going to be Preston Williams. Um, last year Devontae Parker took uh what five years and a little fence magic just to break out, and um the whole world is now focusing on him. Uh, uh they should because he did get the money. I can't think of a word right there. My bad. Uh, <laughs> but most forget about the boy uh, Preston Williams, who before he tore his ACL was uh, top 20 in targets uh, through nine weeks. He had 59 tied for third in red zone targets, uh, tied for fifth in end zone targets. Uh, he was averaging, what, seven targets and 53 yards a game during that span. And um, if we take the numbers through a – 16 game if we like scratch the numbers out to a 16 game season uh he would end up roughly with 118 targets 64 receptions 856 yards about six touchdowns this is all stats for my boy courtesy of carlos uh <laughs> you can catch this at uh and you can catch uh news just like that at ffnsession.com uh-huh um but um with that being said though you can um get preston williams a full four round earlier than Devontae Parker right now. Um, I looked it up. Devontae Parker is going, I think it was 7-5, and Preston Williams is going at 11-10 right now, at the, uh, as, uh, according to Fantasy Football Calculator. Um, and I just think what he – Preston Williams, while Devontae Parker was on the field, led him in targets and uh, receptions. So I think that he is the value out there. I think he can end up being the number one wide receiver in Miami, especially if Tua takes over. I think uh, the offense could end up being a lot more explosive and you can get a cheaper Devonta Parker right now in the 11th round. Facts, man. Like, I, I'm trying to get Preston Williams in all my leagues, bro, because, like you said, he's, he's he put up around the same numbers as Devontae Parker in his time, you know, in the eight games that he played. And he's going four rounds after him. You know what I mean? Like, it, it kind of reminds me. five, because he's going at the back of the 11th. Yeah. So it's, it kind of reminds me of that DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel feel. Like, Curtis Samuel didn't, you know, quite work out as people thought. Whoa, 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 whoa. But we're still going to keep, you know, following that same process. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, just because it didn't work last year doesn't mean it can't work this year. And Preston Williams definitely proved that he's legit. So. Got to follow the process. I think we agree again. Bye with confidence. Uh-huh.
That's another one. That's two. Let's see what Jabbar got. You know Jabbar gonna come with something that's just gonna mess it all up. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> what you got? All right, so I got with what fantasy Kobe Myers. Who you got? Who you got? Kobe I got Myers. what people was called an unsexy pick here. Le'Veon Bell. Jameson Crowder. <laughs> Jameson Crowder. Crowder. Jameson Crowder. So so in 2019, James Crowder had a 122 targets, 78 receptions, 183 yards. He had 10.7 yards per catch and six touchdowns. In the years between 2016 and 2017, when he went to Kirk Cousins, the dump-off king, who I like to call, he had around 100 targets per year, 67 catches, 800 yards, 12 yards per catch. And then he had uh, three touchdowns one year and seven touchdowns the next year. So those are pretty good stats from a five-year player who's going into his sixth year and still young and going into an offense that should be playing from behind a lot. Now, last year, things got off to a wrecky start as Sam Darnold went out with the mono, and it was basically a wrap for their whole offense. But then on the bright side, this off this team went 6-2 and two at the end of the season, even though they played a lot of teams that really won't push the needle or anything. But there's still good morale for the team. But with those numbers that Crowder finished with in the first season with the Jets, he led the team in, in reception, targets, yards, and TDs. He was targeted 7.6 times per game, which is 24, 24th among all wide receivers. But he wasn't exactly efficient last year with those targets. He never gained over 100 yards in a game, and it was not clear if he was had solid chemistry with Sam Darnold yet. The team has Chris Herndon, who is basically in a position battle to beat out a 30-year-old tight end. They made some adjustments to the O-line and brought in Rashad Perriman, Denzel Mims, who I believe are not huge threats to crowded targets in 2020. <laughs> it's okay to believe in Mims and Hernan and Perriman, but it's okay to believe these guys could become Donald's new favorite target, but due to COVID-19, rookies and free agent receivers won't get the normal opportunity to build chemistry with their QBs, therefore giving players as Crowder the upper hand in the offense. Crowder has an ADP and half PPR leagues that is around wide receiver 49. He will outplay his ADP. Last year, he finished at wide receiver 31 and half PPR leagues, and he should be a great flex with upside for most weeks in 2020. You heard it from me. Now go get that value. Y'all don't like that? No? Buy with confidence. I like it, bro. I like it. I like it. Uh, yeah, I like it. You know, I, w- I wasn't really on it until you brought up the point of, you know, uh, free agents and rookies not really having that offseason program to build up that chemistry. So at least in the beginning of the year, whenever the year does start, that Jamison Crowder might just be the most targeted receiver on that team because he's the only guy that has him and Herndon. Well, not even Herndon because Herndon didn't even play last year. So he's the right. only guy that really has that rapport with uh, Darnold already. So I wouldn't be surprised. Now, you brought a good point up. I, ain't, I can't even flex, bro. And, and, and I know you love stats, Carlos. So I got another I stat for you. And and we talk so bad about Adam Gase, but Adam Gase loves himself a high-volume slot receiver. Staying back to 2013 when he had Russ Walker for a couple of years. Then he had Eddie Royal. Then we know Jarvis Landry for a couple of years. 
and now he got Crowder. So who was that uh, first receiver he had? I missed it. Wes Welker oh. in two thousand and thirteen. Okay, that ain't what he said. He's making sure. <laughs> I'm about to say, I, am. I ain't never heard of him. <laughs> I, I had a finger ready on the button, boy. <laughs> but nah, nah, I like, I like, I like uh, Jameson Crowder, especially like in the beginning of the, of the year, like you said, Carlos. Yeah, you already know Sam Donald. Man, man, like, you, I mean, you probably can't expect touchdowns from him, but just the sheer volume that he's expected to get, man, like he definitely should help your team out as a least a flex play. So at minimum. Right. And great depth play. It's all about depth. And, like, I feel like around 11, after 11 and 12-ish, it's kind of – it's all about some good depth play. People going to see targets. And before we end, I know y'all got another player just to say a name who you think is a sleeper. I, I like slot players. But I don't want to, like – because this guy can also be uh, called a second-year breakout player. So I'm going to save it for the next oh, nice. You know, I got one. Um, I like Russell Gage. Russell Gage, yeah, I like him too. I, I like – go ahead. I like Golden Tate. Uh, it was it between Golden Tate and Jameson Crowder. I love them late slot guys. Golden Tate is in line for a lot of targets too. If I had to pick between those two, I would go with uh, Russell Gage just for the fact that uh, I heard this on uh, one of the episodes of The Footballers, and they brought up a good point that Atlanta has the most vacated targets in the whole league. Mm-hmm. So, you know, with Austin Hooper gone, you got uh, Freeman gone, you got uh, Muhammad Sanu that left, you know, at the end of last year. So with all those targets being out there, like he definitely could have a nice piece of the pie. And they only brought Laquan Treadwell in, and I don't believe in him. Not at all. Oh, man. So I need like three days before we drop this pod so I can sit out some trays to a couple people before they listen to this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But, uh, man, I think that's about it, man. That's a great episode. Great episode, guys. Round of applause for us. Uh, and for the coaches. Yeah. Unless y'all got anything else, man, that's all I got. That's it, man. Hey, man, thank y'all for listening. Thank y'all for supporting the brand. Make sure y'all go subscribe. If it's your first time listening to us, make sure you subscribe. Make sure you like. Make sure you tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. And one more time, thanks to Mike Clay, the legend, for blessing us with his presence and giving us some fantasy football knowledge, man. Yes, sir. One more round of applause, man. All right. All right, man. Get out of here, man. Peace. Peace.